it's your girl Shahara Mabo. Yasmin Amjad. And Anthony Brinson. And this is All Shades of Chocolate, where we bring the sweetest, the hottest, black, black culture to MSU. So if you heard from our temporary uh, co-host, Miss Yaz, Yasmin, um, Jada is not here for this episode. We wish her uh, the best. She's going through some personal things right now, so she'll be back when the next time we record. But we're happy to have Miss Yazzie y'all as our guest and yes. temporary host. So how are you feeling today? Hi guys, I'm feeling good, not gonna lie. That's yeah. good. That's and good. you said this is your first podcast, right? Like yes, like never. ever? Yep. Oh my god. Yep. I've never recorded a single episode before. Really? <laughs> so this is something new. We're honored to have you as the first uh podcast you've been a part of and just in general to start the questions off. How have you liked it to stay new since this is your first semester here? I like it a lot. I mean I like everybody here. I'm on the copy desk, so Okay. I I just like that. Yeah, you were mentioning that um, kind of like your career path and how you got here and you were talking about how like you really love to read and you want to go into book editing. So if you can give us a bit more details on that. Yeah, so I started at MSU as a psychology major because mental health was super important to me like my whole life. And I thought I wanted to become a psychiatrist, but I quickly learned medical school is not for me, mm-hmm. um, so I kind of deferred that. And then COVID happened. I was reading a lot more than I usually do, and I kind of just I just decided to like take take the plunge, just yeah. jump on in and pursue um, editing. So I then added a professional public writing major and decided to do dual degree. And I'm here now, just taking any opportunity I can. Yes, you too, girl. (laughs) So, with you talking about that, you told us uh, when we first met you at the State News that you're a fifth-year senior. Mm -hmm. And could you go into just the details on how does that work, like, financial aid-wise, like, Michigan State-wise? I know a lot of students, like, confused about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... financial aid can be a pain, so... So, what's that whole process just from being a fifth-year senior? Um, well... In terms of financial aid, I'm lucky enough where I don't really have to worry about that, so I can't okay. speak on that too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I just I've just kind of been continuing on, like pursuing what I want to pursue. Um, I think I've just noticed that despite all of the news, like MSU and the students seem to be working harder to combat any kind of like bad story, bad publicity that comes up and really righting their wrongs as as bad as the news is. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I don't know, I see it from like a different perspective. Everybody seems to be pretty um like gung ho about righting the wrongs and mm-hmm. supporting each other, supporting DEI efforts, mental health efforts, things like that. So yeah. Yeah, and just some of the questions I have in my notes don't want to ask you just I was telling you off the mic that with my own personal podcast, I asked this question like towards the end, but if I were to ask you, who is Yasmin, how would you answer that question and how would that question differ from when you first got to MSU? Um, when I first got here, I'd say that I'm pretty quiet. Um, I wasn't very outgoing and I'm still pretty shy and quiet, but now I think I have more drive. Um, I'm, I'm really not afraid to kind of go after what I want, especially like in a professional career sense. So mm-hmm. I think now it's just, it's all about development now. Oh yeah. And becoming definitely. the best me that I can, who is, you know, taking time for my mental health, taking time, spending time with like my family and my friends now, and just, yeah, being the best person that I can be really, like there's no other. Yeah, I will say college, of course, is the best time to actually have that self-development because you know it gets hard i mean my favorite statement 
thing life be weird like that but yeah and with you talking about mental health and make sure like you keep your peace just mm-hmm. do you have any piece of advice to make sure you maintain a good mental health maybe taking on uh, mental health days what mm-hmm. have you done like do you have a routine possibly or it's okay if you don't I just really I'm just curious I I definitely don't if I'm being honest oh, um but I think establishing the boundaries that you need with other people is really mm. important. And I'm still learning that. Um, because like for me, if I see something like show up, especially if it's like related to any kind of club that I'm in, any job, like I will pick it up no matter what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, which I probably shouldn't. <laughs> like I wanna make sure that my time is like protected and with that comes the pe- my peace of mind. So establishing like when I'm working, when I'm not, mm-hmm. and especially communicating, yeah. that's a huge thing. I think we all just kind of like fester in our anger um, or our thoughts, and sometimes letting that out and telling people what you're thinking can really can really change how you're feeling in that moment. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. it's, a, it's really a work of art, I will say. But <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely a process to try and like master that because, yeah. like you mentioned, like I'm still working on that. I can imagine if you were still working on that, Shakira, yeah. it would be pretty difficult. And just with you being here at MSU and you being a um, fifth year senior, how has MSU changed from when you first got here to now? If there's been any changes? Yeah. Um, like I was saying earlier, I think from a student perspective, we are very, we're like much more adamant about making sure that we're holding ourselves and each other accountable. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like, the rock is always being painted, but I feel like people are, like, they're protesting more for the issues that they think is important. They have, you know, any kind of, like, demonstrations or vigils at the rock sometimes. We're, we're just, like, more outspoken than I think we were when I was a freshman. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really how it's changed the most. Yeah. I would say um, just to, I guess, just a plug, like, you know, DSA, Black mm-hmm. Students Alliance is having their walkout on Wednesday, mm-hmm. October 18th. Um, it starts at 2 p.m., so I just wanted to put that out there to actually, like, get into details, like, you know, agreeing what Yasmin just, just said. Like, people really would demonstrate and just, like, protest on any issue that they feel like it's being, that needs to be told, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. And shout them out as well. Shout out them. And when talking to you off the mic or just now, I, the word that always comes in my mind is perseverance. Mm-hmm. And we were talking before we started recording just about the tragedy that happened um, in February of this year and with you trying to still pursue your dual degrees. How has, just how have you persevered through all that? How have you kept going with maybe not feeling as though, or not even maybe, just feeling like your first major wasn't like, where you needed to be and then where you were trying to get to just how have you gotten to where you are now and hopefully graduate in May I think you mentioned mm-hmm. yeah so I think um the reason why I chose to add that extra degree was because my passions were somewhere else and I felt that that would benefit people more than if I were to go pursue a career in like psychiatry um just I especially when it comes to mental health, you should be someone who is incredibly passionate about talking with others and helping them no matter what. Yeah. And I felt like with my mental health and my interest and focus, um, 
I wasn't going to be that person for other people. I still have no problem, like, talking to people if they feel that they need to vent and rant to me. Like, mm-hmm. I think since high school, I've been that person. Who, oh, you've been the therapist right? Yeah, I've been the therapist right. <laughs> yeah, um, I was too. But, but it's just, like, I think in a professional setting, I would be doing people a better, like, I would be doing more justice and better service to people if I weren't in that space. Yeah, that makes sense. That so, makes sense. yeah. Yeah, it's just all about finding your niche, too. So. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, with writing and books and things like that a lot of us we use stories movies tv whatever as like the escape and i think i suit that a lot better so i think i'd like to think i'm still kind of helping people just like with a very very behind the scenes role definitely and it's crazy that you mentioned that you were the therapist friend it makes me want to ask how did you balance being the therapist friend and being there for yourself oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. um I don't know. I just people just kind of started talking to me, like like no. randomly. Would you consider yourself as an empath, like seeing all the feathers? Or, um, well, I'm pretty sure you do. So I I'd like to think that I am, but I don't really know. I've never like thought well, of it. I only ask that because a lot of people say, you know, if you found like find people to talk to you about you know personal their personal mm-hmm. issues easily, that means you're an empath mm-hmm. and stuff like that because. It's been times where a lot of people just come up to me and be like, yeah, you know, I don't know. I just got to a fight with my mom. And I'm like, I don't even know you, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that that is a very beautiful trait. I'm just saying, like, I don't see nothing wrong with that. So, yeah. yeah. I, I'd like to think that I am, but at the same time, when people are talking to me, I'm like, why are you telling me this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why, you okay. don't want to be mean, but it just, like, it would just caught you off guard. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. I'm like. Please continue because that's gonna make you feel better, and that's what I care about. Mm-hmm. But also, why me? <laughs> like, yeah, like exactly. what makes me qualified to talk to you like yeah. through your, your issues that, and give you advice? Yeah, has that happened to you? Absolutely. Oh yeah, I'm just <laughs> asking data like, um, why am I always the person who like can help and just mm-hmm. be a light and just like um we were saying earlier like. If you made me like to piggyback off me with the question mm-hmm. and stuff, I always like I feel grateful to be that person for people. But I always ask like, why am I always in the position to be that good person? Like yeah. I don't know. It's just, I guess oh, it's like imposter syndrome. Like, and, is it not tiring? But do it? Is it like tiring? No, not even like, tiring. Well, it can get tiring, yeah, but that's not what I mean. Just oh, okay. like, yeah. Am I like am I that good of a person? Like yeah. I'm just I have a very hard time. I've always had a hard time like giving myself props so it's just like when people come to me be like oh yeah i really talk to you or they just randomly tell me about themselves it's like there are so many people in the world that like i'm the person for you like i just i feel so grateful (laughs) and with you being that person for others what has been a moment to where you've had to balance like not knowing what to say but doing the best you can for that person how if you have a specific moment then what was that moment if you wouldn't mind sharing it and if you don't have a specific moment then just how did you balance being that person Mm -hmm. I don't think I have a specific moment, but it happens a lot when people are talking to me and like they might be sad because like I don't think I'm a very emotional person. Like I don't cry very often, but like everybody's like I think I'm gonna cry, and I'm like it's okay to cry, yeah. not for me, but for you it's okay <laughs> to cry. Um, yeah. But I I'm just completely honest with them. I'm like I'll be honest. Like I don't know what to say to make you yeah. feel better right now, and I don't know what I would do if I were in your situation. But if it makes you feel better to just lay it all out and get it off of your chest. Like, let let me yeah, be that like, person and I'm fine with that. You know, I'm your crying shoulder. I'll, yeah. I'll be your shoulder to cry on. Because 
honestly, that's all you can really do. I mean, mm-hmm. you can only do so much. And I'm pretty sure most people understand that, too. Yeah. So, yeah. I think people, like, they look for an answer, but I think it's just as okay to say that you don't have the answer. Mm-hmm. Especially if, like, you're the person people are coming to. to yeah. Like, I don't know how to help, but, mm-hmm. like, what like what do you want me to do? That's really yeah. what I ask a lot. Like, what can I do? Because for I don't you, know how yeah. else to just like, how can I service help? you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And with being that type of friend and just being at MSU, how would you describe your support system? Maybe anyone like your family, parents, friends. How would you, professors, even yeah, some professors. professors, how would you describe the support system you've had to help you keep going if you've had a support system? Um, I really, I had to develop that like a lot because mm-hmm. naturally I'm a pretty shy, quiet person. Um, so like my freshman year, I, I just kept to myself. Um, I had one friend from home who ended up transferring. So I would just hang out with her all the time. Uh-huh. Um, so that support system freshman year was no offense to them, but it was like non-existent. Yeah. Like I didn't have a whole lot of issues going on. And if I did, they weren't who I went to immediately. Like, oh, I think yeah. my family, they're pretty much always there for me. I have a really good relationship with my mom or like best friends. Um, and if mom, if you hear this and you think I'm not your best friend, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, my mom, like my stepdad, I talk to him a lot. My aunt, I talk to her a lot. And then again, like it wasn't until like COVID happened is when that support system started to develop. Cause that's when I sought out opportunities to like get involved, research clubs, something like that. So it took a lot. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask, what clubs are you part of? So I, I'm i actually in the Panhellenic Council, so I'm Ooh. in a sorority. Okay. And that's where I found my support system. Okay. Yes. Shout out to them. Yeah. And Is then it like I, an academic sorority? Or? No, it's, oh, like, just it's like, like a social sorority. Just a, like free yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. And I would have never thought I'd join really? one. Really? Never. Yeah. <laughs> never. Because my yeah. mom was like, you should join one. I was like, mm, mm, like I don't want to be like the... Exactly. <laughs> it was like, be for real. Yeah. Like, me? I think well, freshman year again my friend was going through the whole recruitment process and I was like this is really tiring like why why would you want to do that um but after it was all over we would just be walking around and she'd run into like random people and they'd all say hi to her and yeah. I'm like oh okay so like you know people and I, I only know <laughs> yeah. you um so then COVID happened and we were all online and I was like, if I don't do something now to find any kind of club, um, then I'm not going to have friends yeah. at all during college because I will like stick to myself and like stay in my apartment, things like mm-hmm. that. So I was just like, let me just take the, let me just take the leap and join. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it. And another thing you mentioned during the pandemic and around that time is just like you read a lot more. You mm-hmm. mentioned you love reading and you're at home. Count went from like 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so impressive, by the way. <laughs> Very impressive. And I know it may be hard to pick because I was going to ask, what's your favorite book? Mm-hmm. So if you can name like a top three or top what's five favorite, favorite books, that's going to be my next question. Oh, oh yeah, just <laughs> yeah. answer it all. <laughs> I, read, I read a lot of fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really care what kind of fiction, um, it could be literary fiction, fantasy. I love it. Urban fiction. Yes, mm-hmm. like anything. Um, I think my favorite still right now is Taylor Jenkins Reid, Seven Husbands of Evan Hugo. That's still my favorite. Um, it's pretty popular now, I think, but I don't, again, like, I don't cry. I don't cry at movies. Yeah. I don't cry at books. And there was a particular scene. I was on FaceTime with my friend, 
and we were both reading, and I got to that scene, and I I just went like silent, and I was like, oh my god, I just like yeah, just exactly. Like, I just like covered my eyes, like oh my god, oh my god, and she was like, what is going on? I was like, this book is this book might actually make me cry. It didn't, but oh. I it took me like I needed to take a second yeah. to recoup. So that's definitely one of my favorites, and then by the same author, Carrie Soto is back. I, I just like that because I read that so fast. Mm-hmm. Like I I had a plane a plane ride and I was I was just sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. The next thing I knew, I read like ninety pages in that day. And normally oh. I don't because I get distracted. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I can't read a lot of yeah. pages in one day and look out the cover. So yeah. nice. So are you reading any book like now or no? Cause no. school. Oh well. Yeah. yeah. Understandable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you um like a movie TV show person at all? Um, a little bit. I rewatch a lot of the same things like over and over again. Well, what's your what's in your rotation? Mm, well, a lot of people are watching Gilmore Girls right now just because it's fall. It's it's cute. Like yeah. now the jokes are dated Isn't because it, it like came out like girls. No, the, it's, oh, it's well, just not like reboot. <laughs> facts. I agree. I agree. I watched that reboot. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I'm very confused. Um. Gossip Girl is also like that's that's good that's mm-hmm. good it's got a little place in my heart, um, but Gilmore Girls it's just like cutesy like mother daughter relationship. Oh okay, yeah. so not like Gossip Girl. I would no, say. no, no. <laughs> yeah. um, let's see. I watch. Um, I recently started watching Titans because I saw that they had season three and season four out, and I was like, I did not watch that. Yeah. So I rewatched the whole thing, and now I'm like basically caught up. And I think they actually canceled it, so that's kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And we were talking also off the mic that technically this would be our first Culture to Culture episode. So yeah. to describe what that uh, the idea was for us, um, we wanted to bring different cultures in other than just black culture. Mm-hmm. And around the newsroom, we have Asian culture, mixed culture. You mentioned you're a mixed woman. Mm-hmm. And just to talk about that and your experience being a mixed woman and, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I guess for background for ethnicity, my mom's side of the family is black, so I'm half black, and then my dad's side of the family, originally they're from Guyana, which is a small mm-hmm. country. Well, it's not like that small, but it's smaller mm-hmm. compared to like Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a small country in South America, but it's technically considered part of the Caribbean like region. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my when my dad was like one, my grandparents moved to a, an island called St. Martin. Um, so I, I have, like, Caribbean roots, but in terms of ancestry, his side of the family, we believe, come from, like, northern India, um, Persia, and I think Syria. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have, his, his side of the family is also, like, Muslim, and my mom's side, oops, sorry, my mom's side is um, Christian. So it, it was a very interesting dynamic to grow up with it I think. is yeah. oh my god this is like so beautiful though yeah that's <laughs> yeah. so dope my dad like hammered it into me he was like you you are like the person where you have these all these different cultures and they've like come together in one mm-hmm. person and he was like really sassy about it so, <laughs> yeah. yeah he he no he just wants you to emphasize that like mm-hmm. this is who you are this is where you came from yeah. you know and i listen that is so nice and <laughs> Just to piggyback off that, like, you're a very unique person. Like, yeah. I've personally never met a fifth-year senior, never mm-hmm. known a Yasmin, and you're really well-spoken, and you just, you have a presence about you that is just really dope. Yeah, and to talk about your parents, um, just, like, how they met and just how they got mm-hmm. to 
great again. Um, well, they met in high school. Um, I think my dad had a crush on my mom. My mom mm. told me my dad had a crush on him mm. or on her. And my mom was like, "What? what is this? What is going on? How much um, older? Two years. Okay. okay. So she was just like, Mm-mm, no, thank you. Mm. But they yeah. met in high school. Um, and she came, my mom came to MSU for like a year or a year and a half. My okay, dad okay. went to New York. And then my mom transferred to New York. And then next thing, you know, like I pop up during their college experience. Oh. So mm-hmm. they're like balancing school. They have a job so they can support themselves. Yeah, and then and they, they have, have a baby. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that would be a nice little discussion. Like how do you like, how do people in college like that are parents like balance all of that? Yeah. Like, I know that's gotta be super hard. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But that's really nice. Yeah. That is so cute. So the perseverance gene just runs in the family, I see. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. And to continue on about you, just the more personal side, I mean, what's the origin of your name? Um. So my mom, when she was 15, there was some girl at school whose name was Yasmin, and I mm-hmm. think she just really loved it. And so from then, she was like, this is going to be my child's name. I don't care. I'm going to have a daughter, and it, that will be her name. That's um, and then I think when I was born, they were just talking about the spelling, so I have the Arabic spelling of it. Um, and that's, that's pretty much it. And then my middle names are my grandmother's middle names. Oh, so, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Just for context, how do you spell it for the listeners? Um, Y-A-S-M-E-E-N. That's pretty dope, and I feel yeah. bad because I called her Yasmin like at least yeah, <laughs> like so many Yasmin. times. It happens <laughs> a lot, and it's just like the way it like naturally flows out of you. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's okay. It's all right. It happens. People know me as Shakira, but it's like no, it's not Shakira. <laughs> right, higher up, but it's okay. Right. <laughs> I always experienced that with my last name. Like people call me Brinson. 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 Yeah. It was so oh, many- don't give me some of my last name. They call me Maybean, Maybon, or Mubon. Well, technically, you are supposed to pronounce it Mubon, but my great granddad is he had like a stuttering issue mm-hmm. and yeah, so we just always <laughs> say Mabel. But yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned that um like one half of your family is Muslim, one half is Christian. Mm-hmm. You mentioned like you aren't religious. So with you coming into your own and not really being a religious person, how was it growing up in that dynamic of multiple religions? Like was it hard, easy? Um, well my dad's side like they're they're Muslim but I wouldn't say like they're super strict at all. Okay. So my dad is also like not super religious, but like we'll go take the Quran to reach, which is like a prayer that we have. Yeah. Um and like he'll he'll know all of like the prayers that are being like said. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of them just because like that wasn't um taught to me. Yeah, they didn't just like really force it upon yeah. you. And okay, then like my sense. mom's side of the family, like I, I went to church, not like every single Sunday, mm-hmm. but like I went to church with her. So I, I know a little bit more about that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess just seeing both sides, it was just like, I, I think we are both forgetting that they have the same origin. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's yeah. important to realize. So I think I'm, I don't know, I take the morals a lot from my mom's side just because my mom has a lot of morals and then that just kind of yeah. came up in me. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really think about it too much. I just oh, kind of yeah. like <laughs> listen to everyone, and I'm like, like, okay, cool, that's fine with me. Yeah, you know, whatever floats your boat. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. So yeah. So did you did you grow up in Detroit? No, I grew up in Bloomfield. Really? Yeah, so Bloomfield area. So how was it going from Bloomfield to Michigan State from like growing up in a predominantly white mm-hmm. institution as a black woman? Because usually like me and Shakira we're both from Detroit, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. And we it was kind of jarring for us to go from like Detroit to MSU. Yeah, it was a big culture shock. So <laughs> you're kind of a different perspective of growing up 
predominantly white institution or predominantly white areas already. Mm-hmm. So how was it for you? Like, was it a good, yeah. was it easy adjustment period? So, like you said, I went to a predominantly white institution. Like, I went to college prep. Everybody I knew, most of them were white. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess, like, making that transition from grade school to college, mm-hmm. honestly, was not that different. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, I still felt in my zone, and, like, I was like, this is what I'm accustomed accustomed to anyway. So it There's wasn't too much of yeah. a transition. And then because I went to college prep, like, the schoolwork was fine for me. Like, everything was just, like, basically the same. Mm-hmm. The only thing I struggled with was making connections and talking to people. Because I went to a small school, and mm-hmm. I went there my whole life. So everybody, like, everybody knows everybody. What school did you go to? I went to Cranbrook. I have family who participated <laughs> in their summer program. So I'm kind of like a yeah. Cranbrook kid, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out Cranbrook. <laughs> so like I like I went there since I was in kindergarten and everybody that I knew that I graduated with they also most of them also went to like yeah. outside the elementary school so I knew everybody mm-hmm. all the time so I again like the hardest thing coming to MSU was making that that connection with people okay was so big so out of curiosity you said you joined some clubs along the way how did you get to the state news um it was just kind of seeking out any kind of writing opportunity I could get. Yeah. Um, I liked editing and it caught my eye, I think, last spring-ish. Like, I mean, I heard about it a lot, but I never thought of actually applying until the summer rolled around. And I was like, well, now I have some experience under my belt, so maybe I'll just apply. And then I saw that they had copy edit, like copy desk opening. So I went and applied and now I'm here. All right, that's what's up. And to go a bit back to, like, your origin of, like, your name and your family mm-hmm. and stuff, did you ever travel? Yeah, I travel a lot. My my dad and I, we try to go on a trip every, like, every summer if we oh, can. Oh, wow, okay. Um, and then growing up, I went to my dad's for, like, all the vacations, mm-hmm. like, Christmas, spring break, summer. So, I, like, I grew up here, but I also sort of grew up down there. Okay. Yeah. What was your favorite place you've been to? Or places, yeah. if you can't pick one. Ooh. Um, I really like Scotland. Scotland was pretty cool. Yeah, Scotland was pretty, and, and France is uh, pretty up there for me now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's so cool. Yeah. Well, I was just talking to another staff member about Australia because he's never been. Have you been to Australia? No, no. but it's on my list. Yeah. My dad okay. like, sent me a link to something. It, it's like a, a train ride that goes, I think, throughout most of, or if not the entire continent. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Dad, we are going to like like yeah. each, eat each other alive basically <laughs> if we are stuck on a train together for more than like a day um yeah. but I, that's on my list i want to go there next so i just love to hear how you have like the relationship with your parents in general and just to talk about your mom and dad yeah i mm-hmm. think you mentioned your stepdad as well how is having the relationship with them built you to who you are now and kind of having that sort of family bond mm-hmm. with being a college student sometimes being away and then being able to go back so mm-hmm. um I don't, I don't know. My I think my dad's side really hammered into me the importance of family. Mm-hmm. My mom's side too, but like if I did anything growing up, my dad was just like, blah 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 in your family. Blah 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 in your family. Mm-hmm. Um so I I try to go back when I can. I've been pretty busy the last couple of weeks, so now my whole mom's side of the family are like, So when are you coming home? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot going on. Um, but I don't know. I've, I've never really thought about, like, cultivating those relationships. They've always just kind of been there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
Okay. Well, with that being said, we're probably reaching towards our end unless you got mm-hmm. some uh, questions to Kyra. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I have. Or, well, actually, I do. So, like, well, I just want to ask, how has the semester been so far? Because <laughs> um, it's just like we're in a point where you're just like you're just so tired and yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it has been a a ride. It has been mm-hmm. a roller coaster yeah. ride. I feel like it. I don't know. It's just been all over. Like I started off like kind of rocky still because I was like. I don't have any of my syllabus, like yeah. syllabi. I don't, I don't have anything. So how am I supposed to prepare for no, this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like, I felt like I was just kind of thrown in, and now I'm like, I'm yeah, so same. scattered brain this entire Me week. Like, oh I don't gosh. know what's going on anymore. I, I'm just, you just here riding the wave, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're so excited to like, cause you almost there, like May. That's like around yes. the corner. So yes. I can, I cannot wait. It's yeah. like it's scary, but I, I can't wait. So, like, did you have any specific, like, goals and expectations set for this semester or just, like, the school year in general? Um, no, I just want to finish on, like, a strong foot, really. Of um, course. <laughs> enjoy the time that I have left with my friends here. Um, yeah, I almost did a study abroad next semester, but I was mm-hmm. like, this is That's my last semester. Do. Like, I would have loved it, but this is my last semester, and I think I'm going to miss my friends yeah. more than I, more than, like, wanted to go away. That's definitely understandable. Yeah. So just the last question I have, I noticed a lot of times like you wear like the rings and you have like the jewelry. Mm-hmm. So how do you cultivate your style and just who Yasmin is with how she uh, appears and like what is that process? Um, I don't know. I just kind of go with whatever I feel comfortable with. Hmm. I like physically comfortable and then also like I feel secure in my like in myself wherever I go. Um, I think the jewelry thing, that was a recent development because I was a tomboy when I was little. Like, Same. <laughs> like they tried to put me in the puffy dresses and I was like, please take this off. I'm yeah. scratch like this is scratching me. I hate it. Um, but I think part of it was kind of embracing a little bit of my culture. Mm-hmm. Like with especially like with the Indian side, a lot of it is like a lot of jewels. Like my grandma's mm-hmm. very like colorful and like flamboyant. She's very out there. Um, so I think comparatively I'm very like minimalist. But I think the, the like, four rings that I have on, that's where I kind of, that's, like, the extent of maximalist for me. I don't know. Yes. I'm just, like, if I, mean, I, I feel confident, know. that's it. Yeah, that's so. totally understandable. Like I said, you just have to find your niche and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah. And I, don't know. I just thought of one more thing before we let you go here. Has, or was the food any different from, like, being in different cultures and, like, different things they make or things oh, yeah. that you eat? You can talk yeah. about that. Um. It's good. Let me start there. <laughs> it's good. Um, obviously, like, I have, like, the staple soul food, mac and cheese, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, like, my dad's side, we have this thing called dal. It's, like, a, basically, like, a lentil soup. Mm-hmm. Essentially, that was yeah. my favorite growing up with, like, roti. Our roti is a little different than other, like, yeah. regions and stuff because mm-hmm. ours is more, like, flaky. And some people, there's more, like, bready and almost more, like, keto-like, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and then... What else do you have? A lot of like curry chicken or chicken curry. Um, thing like oxtail, things like that. I uh-huh. thought that's specific to Guyana. I've never had oxtail before. <laughs> and I'll be on TikTok. I'm like, mm, well, it's funny because it wasn't like a, a huge thing yeah. when I was little, especially like in the States. Mm-hmm. So it's funny now because I think I'm hearing a lot more about oxtail. Yeah, uh, I think it's just a, I think it wasn't considered like a delicacy or like yeah. things or anything. That was just like the scraps. Mm-hmm. You know? I'll put you on the spot. Who's the best cook in the family? Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh oh. 
granny. Mm, granny. Shout out yeah, granny. Mom's mom's mom side. Yeah. Shout out granny. Shout out granny. You can never talk not not talk about food on this podcast. No. I mean, on that side it would also have to be grandma. But like this, my family's a family of just like cooks and chefs and bakers. And oh yeah. Like that, so and, and then um, do you got any like desserts to shout out with the food palette? Mm, um, dad said there's a dessert called Matai. It's like a cross between a donut and a scone. Mm. It's like covered in sugar. Yeah, and then on and then there's also like Solara on my dad's side, but I'm not a big fan of it. On mom's side, we do a lot of cream puffs. Mm. Um, I'm the baker, so I basically I do like all the cupcakes and cookies and stuff. Yes. All right. Well, to let you go, usually how we do our outro is then we kind of do it backwards. So I say mm-hmm. this has been all shaped chocolate where we brought the sweetest. The you hottest. say the hottest, and then black culture to MSU. So and I'm gonna say you the sweetest. Yeah, we go shout out Jada. <laughs> so we're gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna keep this all in because I mean no big deal, but um. Well, again, like we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, we wish Jay the best, and yeah. she'll be back soon. She's not going to be going long. She made sure to say, like, I'm going to be back. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, she's going to be back. <laughs> with that being said, this has been All Shades of Chocolate, where we've brought the sweetest, the hottest, black, black culture hottest. to MSU. And remember to stay sweet. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.